my parents, you know, wanted to sell the land and, you know, retire. And I said that I'm like, times have changed where retiring with a savings account, it's not the thing anymore. It's residual income and balancing your debt really is what it comes down to. And so I spoke to my parents, I said, hey, I, I can run this. I'll, I'll do everything. Just sit back and watch and enjoy it. All right, Nate, welcome to the Venue RX. Thank you so much for being here today. This is, uh, is going to be a fun discussion. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So your venue, not at The View, you are in uh, Washington, Washington State. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So I'm at an hour east of uh, Spokane. I'm sorry, west of Spokane. Okay. Why the location? Take me back and kind of help me understand, like, how did you, how did you get to opening a venue in, in uh, hour west of Spokane? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid selling marbles on the street, uh, you know, back in the early nineties or late nineties. And, uh, I was down in Portland and I love the vineyards down there. And I always wanted to build a, a wedding venue, but it was kind of, I guess, one that was higher up so that when you're at a, a certain elevation, you're not obstructed by what's behind the venue. Right. So that anybody was taking a picture, you know, it'd be have a, you know, a 360 degree view of just what's behind it, not cars, not buildings and everything. And, you know, that was kind of unrealistic, uh, you know, I'm trying to build a huge plot of land and then raise it up, you know, gosh, 200 feet. Right. So, uh, crazily enough, my grandfather bought you know, 35 acres back in the seventies that was in this valley overlooking a lake. And I went out there with my fiance a few years back to just kind of check it out and camp and hike. And that's where I was like, well, we have the land. My grandfather put water and power on it already. Why not make something out of this and kind of share it with the world? Because I mean, it's, it's pretty remarkable. There's really no buildings, nothing obstructing it. Uh, and that's where it came to fruition was just hiking, you know, an hour up this hill to see this view and then understand that there could be something here. Wow. That's a really interesting story. And I can't wait to dive more into it. Okay. So let's, let's go fast forward. Let's talk today. Where are you? And then we're going to kind of like unwind the story backwards. How, where, what are you doing today in terms of like, are you hosting events? Um, what does it look like when you rent the property out? Talk to me about those things. Yeah. So I, I mean, we really, me and my fiance really did this and we just kind of jumped, you know, head first into it. Um, and Really, today we are we're, we're marketing, um, and you know, I'm online Instagram as well, and we're doing you know open showings, open houses, probably every two months. You know, once we've collected enough uh, interest, and we had our first wedding. Gosh, I mean, we finished the venue last August, so we had our first wedding in September. Uh, 190 people were out there, which was insane. Um, it went extremely well. And then uh, we have one this year and we've kind of kept things slow because we've been really building these last two years. And, you know, from just the organic marketing and Instagram, just kind of posting organically, uh, we have about six to eight next year uh, already, you know, booked and deposited. So we've kept it really, didn't want to overwhelm ourselves. Um, you know, I still work a full W-2 job uh, full time. Uh, and I've got even another business that I on the side run too as well. So I didn't want to overwhelm myself, but I knew this was the right direction to, you know, at least rent the venue and then find all the vendors, uh, to facilitate. 
Totally. Help me. And you sound like you're super busy. I mean, that's like at least you, you got the full-time job, you got the side hustle, you got these different things going on. Um, tell me about the venue for anyone who's not, you know, on uh, YouTube and, you know, we're going to have pictures of it and everything, but like for anyone who's not on the venue, could you describe or on the, the uh, video side of things, could you describe what the venue is like? Yeah. So it's, uh, essentially redone it's all built based on a hill okay so we had to cut a 2000 foot road into the hill you know and snake it up this hill and then build landing pads out of the hill to make it flat uh which was interesting in itself you know running power and water up an elevation of 600 feet plus a you know a 1700 foot run uh had its own complications but we we built the road, you know, it's in, it's all in the trees, the way the contractor did it. So when you're going, as soon as you enter, it's okay. There's a, there's an old shop. That's your bridal suite. There's parking. And then you head up the hill into this dense forest. Um, you know, you're completely secluded. And so you get to the top and you have yourself there now, full tiny home on wheels with full power and water, um, full lighting, string lights around the side and over the top of the venue. And the whole venue, has artificial sport turf so it's always green uh, and it's always clean so you know my goal with my fiance was to provide a modern party young urban you know with a view type of venue that was different than anything out there and i thought you know that would probably be the way to go because it's something different it's unique and you know we do overnight overnight stays as well for the overnight stays, was that something that was always part of the plan or something you added as you went along? Um, it was kind of part of the plan, but then it grew because we started realizing that we could put RVs on on the venue as well. You could camp on the turf because, I mean, it's 6,000 square feet of artificial turf, so there's a lot of room. Um, with the tiny home, it was there to just be part of that tiny home kind of club in, in nature, but then, you know, the wedding couple can stay there overnight and then have people RVing. And I think that's kind of the turn here is where if you're traveling, you know, an hour out of the city and there's a hotel that's been redone right next to us about four minutes down the road, why not stay and actually enjoy versus being rushed? So true. That's a really great point. So you're saying, um, you were you saying there was a hotel four minutes away that just had been redone? Yeah, so it was an old golfing course, and the hotel I think will hold like thirty-five people, but it's been fully remastered uh, and restored, along with a full restaurant and bar now. Uh, so that pretty much opened the same time we did. It's literally four minutes down the road. That's awesome because that I'm sure provides a little bit of you know amenities for people who are going to come in and and rest space. So your venue is pretty much exclusively outdoors. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, is it? close like do you are you close to rental companies or catering companies or things like that or is the closest sort of like vendor support um out closer to spokane yeah that's a great question so uh we kind of just we built this not knowing thankfully there are pretty much vendors to complement any service needed when it comes to uh, goodness to catering uh alcohol because people out there are essentially rebuilding trailers and hauling the trailer in doing the whole bar scene and then leaving right after uh table and chairs we have that vendor golf carts uh tents 
I mean, you name it, essentially anything can be taken out there. And now with it so up and coming uh, and the rest from nearby, the catering is probably going to be coming straight from there. That's huge. That's So this is really interesting. This is one of the venues that I think has the most options for creativity and kind of customization for people with this incredible view. Yeah. So I'm curious about your marketing and like the type of couples that you're, you're marketing to. Um, when you think about it, like who is your ideal client who wants to get married to the property? You know, I think it's those that are already uh, kind of born and raised in, you know, your Idaho, Oregon, you know, Eastern Washington, kind of the rural areas that have grown up because they're used to the outdoors already, but they want that hint of luxury. And that's where it comes. You've got artificial turf. It's, you know, never watered. It's always green. You've got a brand new 2023 tiny home, fully loaded, you know, with two lofts, full kitchen. Um, and then you've got string lighting that I've, you know, essentially I took a thousand, eleven hundred light bulbs and strung them to make walls around it. So at night, it's just a wall of lights uh, to enjoy, you know, enjoy nature. So that that's kind of our clientele is, you know, surrounding areas, but those that want outdoor, you know, luxury feel. Would you say then that your clientele are more of a destination type couple versus someone who's coming from the, you know, hour, two hour radius? It's hard to tell, but most of the inquiries are not destination weddings. So it's more like, okay, we grew up here. We want to, we want to, we've always wanted to get married here, but we couldn't find this ideal spot. Got it. Yeah. Got it. From the pictures. I mean, the pictures are are stunning. And that wall of lights you were talking about, you know, is, is definitely a signature look and something that I know people will definitely enjoy. So as you started building this, like, do you have a construction background or like a contracting background? Like how did you, um, I don't know, bravery, I feel like is like the word that's coming to mind in terms of like, how did you have the the bravery or the courage to say, hey, we're just going to take on this job that's going to require a lot of construction work but without a background or do you have a background? Uh, I definitely don't have a background in construction. Um, I definitely learned a lot in the two years. You know, about six, seven years ago, I started my first business. It's a, you know, a digital app. Okay. And I went through, you know, a lot of bigger trying to figure that out and understand that. And I realized, you know, okay, I got to the end, got to a product. I understood that. So I knew kind of the steps to take, what checkpoints and really it came down to, I'm not a coder, but I'm a visionary. So find a good coder that you can communicate with, find a good contractor that can share the same vision and then tell me what would make it better. So for example, if I want to do this road, well, he comes to me and says, okay, you can do the road like this. It's going to look like this, but I would recommend going through it this way so you can capture the most amount of trees. You know, I'm not thinking about that, but when you find someone that's going to give you opinions on the job that you're doing, that's when you know you have the right person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> contractors and, you know, anybody for that matter, but, but clear communication and getting out of, you know, behind the, the wall of insecurity of having that conversation, because I mean, you know, I'll even just say the construction alone was probably 200,000, right? And so when a contractor's doing something and says it's going to be more because of this, this, and this, and it keeps adding up, that wasn't a clear, you know, message at the beginning. So we had those ups and downs, but the same contractor really pretty much did 90% of that entire 
venue. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. And Nate, that's a really good point to highlight, I feel like, because you can, it's easy to not be clear because you may not know what you want at the at the outset. And so what were some of those questions that you might have asked yourself to kind of help you get clarity around what you really wanted them to do and maybe what you wanted to see as part of the property when the vision, it sounds like, was very much evolving? You know, I... That's a tough question, but what I I can say I've learned is make sure what you want is just documented early before it starts and have that conversation. Because if it changes down the road, then you can go back to the documentation and and look at that and say, hey, this is what I envisioned when you explain it this way, where did we fault, right? So, you know, it's you almost have to just kind of say this is it and then you have to tweak it along the way um but be very clear and get uncomfortable with having the conversation with someone that you're hiring because again i hired them they didn't hire me that's a great point that's that's and i think if you're not used to that there is a little bit of like uncomfortability to kind of not put your foot down but it does feel a little like like you have to really like, you know, say exactly what you want. And, and depending on how you were raised, depending on what you're used to have the style, right? A hundred percent. I relate to that quite a bit. So currently where you're at, is the venue done or are you still adding some things to it? Yeah. The venue, um, is pretty much done. You know, I think there's just going to be a little bit of tweaks here and there, but we're up and running, ready to go, you know, as of right now. We are ready. So I, I don't think there isn't too many additions left, uh, except obviously I think at some point we'll expand and put maybe bungalows um, I'm in and and make use of that. But I think that's a little later down the road. I think at this point it's, we got to get the exposure and, and get, get you know, the clients in. Yeah. I think with how unique it is, the beautiful vistas and views and, you know, with the light wall and some of these different things, like, capturing that in photos from the events that are going to be taking place there. Um, you said you have one this year and then you have six next year. Yes. Okay. Got it. So how are you, how are you currently marketing? Like, how are you getting the word out about this? Really? We're just on the wedding wire and the knot. Um, my, my fiance made an Instagram page and started building that and just kind of commenting on people that were getting engaged and just kind of organically sharing it that way. And we've gotten, you know, really good traffic there. Um, but really it's been just from, just on that page, you know, I didn't, again, you know, even there we're getting a lot of inquiries. Uh, I just didn't want to, you know, overwhelm myself because we still have, you know, we still can put ourselves on Google. We haven't done that. We don't have our own website. You know, we're not avidly reaching out. Um, and I kind of wanted to try an organic approach a little bit, you know, again, you know, paying a little bit of dollars to, you know, wedding wire and the knot. But I kind of wanted to see how it went organically first uh, for a few years. That that makes sense. What is your goal? Like, where are you looking to be in terms of the bookings? I, I think for the next few years, I really want to see 15 to 20. Um, and I, I think that's really possible, especially with the more value that we keep building. You know, I've, you know, I've been in sales for a long, long time, you know, over a decade. And it's not about the price. It's about the value. So the more we, we're just going to reinvest, we're going to probably reinvest our own table and chairs, 
um, have that out there, you know, obviously bungalows, you know, and, and continue to expand is going to build a value that people would be willing to pay for. When you think about pricing, you know, I know we chatted a little bit before you've, you're pretty early in the stages here. Um, tell me the process that you went through and maybe are still going through to figure out, you know, what you want to charge. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, okay, obviously for the first, you know, probably close to five years, it's going to be, you're going to be, you know, flat or negative, uh, unless you're really, you know, articulating how you're using the money. Um, but you know, I looked at the surrounding areas. I looked at the other, uh, wedding venues nearby and what they offered. Um, and it's not the same unique level. So then I started with kind of a price and just kind of said, okay, you know, with the first 50 inquiries, how, what's our conversion rate from that point? You know, obviously take, take in your costs, you know, that you're going to be spending on a yearly basis and get that number and then say, okay, if you got to do 15 weddings, what profit are you going to make from that off of that? So I you know, did some research on other venues. Uh, I got a lot of insight from other couples that were getting married at other venues and, and said, Hey, what would you, what would you pay for that? If that was an ideal situation where you could get everyone there? Oh, okay. It'd be this, you know? So, I mean, for a day on average, what the going rate has been for about 3,200 for the day, you know, and that's not including overnight and, um, you know, everything else, but to rent the venue, the way you see it on the website, 3,200 for the day. That's that's pretty affordable. It gives the people a lot of room to customize exactly their day and pour that money into catering because the catering is going to have a you know a, a travel fee, you know, getting the rentals, getting some of those different things on there. But to secure that view and and the space, I mean, that's that's a really cool. That's a that's a really good price point where to start. And like you said, as you start scaling up, you right more. Uh, more, more costs because you're building in more value. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. In terms of your team, like, do you have a team that you work with people to kind of help run the weddings or is it just you and your fiance? Like who are, who's everyone that you're, you're working with? Yeah. So, uh, it's me and my fiance, you know, I've got my contractor, you know, he does the background work. Really it's me and her at this point. We we're running it. You know, I, I live five hours away, but it's been a godsend of partnering with these vendors and building good relationships with literally everybody I meet and letting them burn bridges, if that makes sense, versus versus me, uh, you know, again, I could call up, you know, multiple bartending services, catering and have a wedding facilitated immediately um, without scheduling issues. So, you know, even down to self-showings, you know, everything's on Wi-Fi now, I can control who's going in and out of the venue when I'm not there, you know, everything's locked, cameras, you know, they sign an agreement to come in. And if you want to do a self-showing, more power to you. If you want me there, we can schedule that too. But we've really made it so that we could do this remotely. That's, that's incredible. And that's, I think, something that's difficult for a lot of venue owners to do because of the, the property. Like, you know, maybe multiple entrances and exits, maybe it's on a property that they live on as well. And so you don't want to have that level of access. Um, and so that's, that's pretty neat. How, what was your experience like getting Wi-Fi up there? Well, um, 
no one would service it that was hardline. Um, I had Verizon when I went out there. That didn't work. So I um, I just have two hotspots on AT&T that worked seamlessly, and I built some antennas and put them up. And, I mean, you got full streaming and full camera access, full Wi-Fi in the bridal suite um, at the top of the, the venue. You know, because there's no other such T-Mobile. They don't work out there. It's just AT&T. So we got lucky with getting the internet, um, you know, and unlimited internet at that for, for the top of the hill as well. That's huge. Yeah, for like social posting, if you're going to do... Yeah. Yeah, any of that. That's incredible. So when you when you think about why you purchased this venue, and I want to kind of like zoom out here for a second, is is it it really sounds like it started with a vision that you had about like this beautiful space, right? For people to come and enjoy. Has it transitioned and kind of evolved from that as you've done the process? And are you thinking it more in terms of the financial side of things or not as much? Is it still the fulfillment of a vision? You know, I think it really came to fruition when, you know, I had the idea, gosh, I want to say seven, eight years ago. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have a wedding venue, blah, blah, blah. You know, Kevin O'Leary always saying, get into weddings. You know, they're always good coming around, right? And, you know, sure. But I think it came to fruition when you know, as an adult, because my grandfather had the land and I've been there as a child. When I went back there, you know, as a 27 year old, it was climbing up to the top of the hill and saying to myself, my grandfather bought this for a reason. He he hunted on it. He put power and water in here and it's the only lot out of five, which is close to 200 acres that has water and power. He couldn't use the land. It was just right there at the base right next to the road. That's where they went. And if they went hiking, that was like an all day trip. Right. And so when I hiked the top, I just kind of sat there and I was like, there's something more here one to honor my grandfather and build a legacy for my daughter and my family. Um, because my parents, you know, wanted to sell the land and, you know, retire. And I said that I'm like, Times have changed where retiring with a savings account is not it's not the thing anymore. It's it's residual income and balancing your debt really is what it comes down to. And so I spoke to my parents. I said, hey, I, I can run this. I'll I'll do everything. Just sit back and watch and enjoy it. And so I think that feeling alone is like just kind of giving back to those that raise me. I think that that's my vision. And so it's 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 really amazing. I, you know, I kind of get choked up because when I'm up there, my family's up there. We went there two weeks ago, finally, because the tiny home arrived, all plugged in, ready to go after two years. I can't explain in words what it feels like to be at that position where you have complete silence, you have a view, you have yourself, you have your family. It's just, it's it's weird, but it is great. It really happens. Yeah, no, it's not weird at all. I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And it's interesting how the vision of the future has changed. Like it used to be like, yeah, retiring with a, a savings account, but like that, it's hard to say maybe because I'm not retired, you know, and it doesn't sound like you're retired. <laughs> but, um, you know, that it definitely things have shifted. Being able to provide that for your family, like you said, for your daughter, that's that's incredible. That's awesome. Nate, I, I'm really excited to kind of watch your journey as as you guys continue, you know, booking the property, as you continue putting pictures up, as you get a website online and things like that. For the time being, if someone wanted to connect with you and they wanted to either 
you know, check the space out for Rosenu for their own wedding or just see what you're up to and kind of track with your progress, where would they go? And Googling our name, we're the only one with that name and we'll be the first to show up. So, you know, not at the view, but K-N-O-T, like tying the knot, uh, you'll find us and you can reach out on Instagram or or the wedding wire or the knot. Very cool. Yeah, Instagram, I got some good good pictures going on there. And um, I like that, not at the view. There's certainly, <laughs> there's certainly a view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the name was we we struggled with the name, and I'm one to be kind of different with names, and for some reason that one stuck. So here we are, and <laughs> well, uh, yeah, just a little play on words, but it's I think it fits. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, Nate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was awesome. Can't wait for people to check it out, and um, yeah, not at the view, everyone. Thanks, thanks again. Thank you.